Hello, everyone, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 25 of the Manly Hanley Podcast. This is the podcast with no limits on what we'll cover. I'm your host, Randy. Have a snack, sit back, and relax. This episode was recorded on Sunday, October 18th, 2020. So, I'm using the iPhone to transmit this video feed. Um, It's a little more complicated than it sounds. Let me uh, turn off the music track so it doesn't kick in later. One sec. I just muted it so it doesn't kick in later. I don't plan to talk that long, but... um, so today, just an update of what I'm trying now. It's always something new. Every I, I switch everything around. I'm one of those people that just tinkers and tinkers and just moves things around. And that's what I've been doing here. Completely different setup again. Two weeks ago when I recorded the last episode, 24, I had a completely different setup then. Uh, I think I still have the Mac, the iMac. And that's what I'm recording into or uh, using the Facebook feed and tr- software on right now. But that's all changed still. And I'll explain and just to see if this is something you might want to do with, um, you know, a computer setup. So, um, the iPhone works better as far as simplicity for video for folks like me that don't mess with or or post edit, any of that kind of stuff, because there's, you don't see the focus doing that craziness, but it's probably not going to be completely as clear as that other camera, the Sony, but I didn't feel like hooking it up this week. Um, we went on a trip, uh, last weekend, up to upper Michigan to see the leaves falling. If anybody that's not from Michigan listens to this, it's beautiful here in the fall, like best in the country. Uh, we have the tunnel of trees. Really cool. Went and checked that out. So I recommend it if you are visiting Michigan in the fall or any time of the year, it's beautiful all the time. But, um, so anyways, today's episode is just revisiting what I talked about two weeks ago, uh, but a little more just updates. Um, the open source stuff I talked about a couple weeks ago, and my thoughts in my current setup because of what I've been trying. Now, you may probably already know that I'm obsessed with OneNote, and I think it's the greatest app ever, but I am trying to move myself away from those products just to see how I do. I did this 15 years ago, or maybe 15 years ago, I don't know, maybe not quite that, 13 years ago, where Linux was supposed to be the desktop that was taking over because Microsoft didn't have the greatest desktop like they do now, I guess, or the most popular. Um... But um, it was like kind of like after the XP days where people were getting sick of that crap and viruses and all that stuff. And Linux was like, you know, the safe operating system. And it's free and and it still is. So I still like to give and, and it's for a lot of people that like to tinker, just like Android tends to be, which Android is based on Linux, tends to be the operating system that computer guys like to have a phone under more than like an iPhone because iPhone's not known to be something you can really I don't know, like unlock the bootloader and, you know, jailbreak it basically and all Android. You're more, you're still a little more prone to be able to do that, even though iOS and iPhones are getting better at adding features. So people aren't inclined to want to do that. So, um, this is all related and trying to escape the walled garden, if you will, like, uh, what Apple and Google have, like they have a beautiful app store. That's easy to find what you need. And, but you're locked into it. You get into that ecosystem and you feel like you've bought your way into it and you've just, well, I've already invested. I'm just going to keep going. Kind of one of those things. 
I'm not about that. I don't like to be like, oh, I guess I've gone this far. Just guess I'm not going to learn anything new. And there's nothing wrong with that. If, if you don't care to do that, and you don't have time. I work in technology, so I probably have more time than the average person does to mess with computers. So today I'm going to talk about what I got going on here with all these computers. And really, it's just two computers, but all these operating systems. Now, I have my personal computer, the iMac that I bought. This is my personal desktop computer now. Um, I do have an old Dell like desktop computer that I've had for a while. I, I think I bought it for like 100 bucks slow optiplex 960 is that what it, i don't know but it's it's pretty old and um that i have here but on that i have linux and that's where i installed linux mint and that's like a kind of like a beginner's version of linux or or advanced anybody can use it and make it you know more powerful but i have that on my desktop and you can install linux mint on just about anything if you have two gigs of ram and most computers that are still working will probably have that much ram most likely they have four gigs of RAM. If it doesn't, you might want to just throw it in the garbage. I'm just kidding. You could probably put Linux on it and make it good. But um, So then this Mac, this iMac that I bought, I think I shared it with you maybe two months ago. I bought it uh, for, I think, $450. It's a 2012 iMac. Um, to the late 2012, technically, is what it's, it's called. And that iMac, the late 2012... The cool thing is Apple still supports installing the latest operating system, which is Catalina as of now. I think it's 10.14. I don't know what it is, but it's something like that. And Catalina is like their latest and greatest, I guess. So I've been forcing myself to use that, even though I am by no means a Mac user or Mac fan. I forced myself to use it for a couple of months and I worked full time from it, doing my normal day to day job for two months. And um, I think it's been two months. And Ronnie just bought a MacBook Pro of 16. Awesome. Very cool. And, and that's, uh, yeah, that, that's going to, if you dish out the little extra money and buy a new one, this is kind of my test to see if I want to do that. Um, you're going to get more for your money. You know, and, and in my opinion, you want to buy all the specs up front. You, if you're going to buy, you know, if you're thinking, oh, I want to upgrade. Eh, there's certain cutoffs where they didn't allow it. And then they kind of allowed it again where you could install more ram and if it's not soldered into the motherboard but um if you just buy it now i recommend it i've had people ask me about you know which kind should i buy which one i, I go just buy pay a little bit extra for the ram if it's going to cost you 150 dollars more just do it you, you'll regret it and i always recommend having plenty of ram so this old old imac right here that's from 2012 it's getting close to 10 years old has 16 gigs of ram and a 500 gig ssd because it can be upgraded this one can and it has catalina now is the processor going to be even nearly as fast as any new mac no not at all um but the cool thing is um if it's an intel based mac and now i think this isn't going to be for long but uh, you know apple is allowing windows to be installed on their macs because they're you know if it's an intel based processor and not like the old power pc processors or <laughs> that definitely wouldn't run windows you um yeah, 64 gigs. That's right, Ronnie. That's good. And if you're copying files or if you're, you know, moving a file, even I mean, you could start digging away into your RAM. So you definitely want as much RAM as you can get. If Yeah, 64 is awesome. You, <laughs> that, that's, that's, that's a good decision, in my opinion. Um, so I'm running Windows on this iMac right now. I'm running uh, uh, Windows 10 2004 build, and that's the latest. 
of uh, Windows 10 and the latest of Mac OS, which is Catalina. Now, as far as my day-to-day productivity, I don't find myself using the Mac as much. I, I, I don't find the window Macs. I, I don't know. I find it the Mac to be more efficient if you're prone to using keyboard, um, you know, hot key, shortcuts. I think it's very good at doing that. As far as maximizing and the intuitiveness of maximizing windows and dragging them up and just the, the, the shaking the window gestures, I think Windows 10's got that down better. But you can add things to the Mac. You can add third-party software and make it do what you want. And that's why I want to have all these operating systems. I think that for recording and processing, like Ronnie mentioned, I think that's a great uh, it's a great machine at doing that. And uh, depending on the GPU I got you got in it, it may be able to use the GPU to... Um, alleviate some of the workload on the processor and that's that's common if it's like an nvidia um or you know um i guess just like you know when that processor when you got a hyper threading you got a multi-core processor that's gonna that's gonna kick in and and the ram usage is going to really help the um having a good amount of ram it's late i'm really tripping over my words today and you could probably tell i'm tired by how my face looks (laughs) when i got on here but um so yeah i'm running Two computers and three operating systems. So I got Windows and Mac on this one computer, and it's really working out well because um, Apple does a really good job um, of locking down the bootloader. Like if you're a tinkering guy like me and you screw stuff up, which I do, I, I, I'm like, I have a lot of, oh shit, moments where I just, oh, I just formatted, I just, oh, I just repartitioned the wrong drive, gone, just erased everything. Did that this week. I mess up. Um, but the cool thing about the iMac that I've learned, I don't know much about um, them as as I do with PCs like Windows and Linux, but the bootloader and like holding down the like it doesn't really go away with the iMac. Like I've I literally ran scripts that wiped out and changed the boot order and configuration, and I was still able to hold down you know Window Key S or whatever or, or Window Key R going to Mac Recovery, download a recovery image which was I think Mountain Lion. So it goes back to your original you know whatever your computer came probably came with downloads it from servers that iOS has set up. And once you download that recovery image, then you just go upgrade, upgrade, upgrade. It's it's kind of a pain in the ass, but it's still cool that it's there. Like it saved me from having to like, oh gosh, let me MBT or GPT and MBR format all these USB drives and get the boot image going and all this mess. And the cool thing is with bootcamp on this computer, I was able to just more or less just run this program um, to build the USB drive from Mac OS. And then I boot off it and I install Windows 10, which I'm very familiar with because I've done it thousands of times in my in my career. That's what I do. I was like, okay, yeah, this is Windows 10. This is just like man, on any computer. Computer reboots. You run a little EXE file off the thumb drive that installs all the Mac OS or the Mac hardware specific drivers to install into Windows. So on your Mac, you can run Windows as well. And the reason you want to do that is because of maybe a piece of software, maybe you hate Windows. Maybe you just want to run, you know, something in Windows that, um, off the top of my head, Notepad++. It's only written for Windows. So maybe you want to run Notepad++ and just try it out. Well, I could, when a computer's booting up, I can just hold the Alt key, and then Bootcamp's going to let me select, you know, from my bootloader if I want to boot Mac OS or Windows. So, pretty awesome. Now, um... Some programs that work in all those operating systems would be like, uh, maybe like DaVinci Resolve. DaVinci Resolve works in like Linux, Windows, Mac OS, I believe. I think it works in all those. That, for me, is a, is a non-video 
professional, <laughs> that would be a little steep learning curve for, my, curve for myself. I just like to just jump into a DAW and like studio live and just record stuff. Um, and I'm only using two inputs on my 16 channel mixer here. And, but I like, I like being able to go and edit it in the programs that work on those operating systems. Um, like, uh, Mac OS, I've, I've tried it. It works exactly the same as it does in windows. At this point, I think it's like a tie, um, for a lot of people Like it's just, you know, it's just preference. And, um, so that's why I have all three basically compatibility and you can do this. It's, um, now if it's, if cost is a thing, you don't have to worry about that with Mac OS and running the, the operating system that Apple makes it the, I mean, it's, it's, it's included. I didn't have to pay anything for this windows. You're going to want a professional version of uh, Windows, um, God, come on, brain, work tonight, of Windows 10. And I went on some website, it was either G2A, it was like one of those CD key websites, and they're a little shady, but they sometimes they'll give you a bad key, but they'll refund you. I bought a Windows Professional, which normally I think is between $1 $150 if you never owned it and you're just buying it retail. It was like $2.50. I bought it with my PayPal probably going to have my bank account emptied they're just going to do it tonight without me knowing and i'm screwed no but it was two dollars and fifty cents and um it activated i was like holy cow it worked and i have windows pro windows 10 pro so that's the version you want i don't think you should go anything less not home or anything like that or kiosk or whatever edition they have just go with the pro um, gives you all the tools you might want to use, like administrator tools. And if you want to ever join it to a domain and a company, you can do that. It's just good to have it. But um, so I'm running that on this Mac, this iMac, and it's running flawlessly. So what I did, um, I wonder if it's uh, showing any. Let me see if I can jump to my screen. You're just going to see all my notes. But because I don't want to create a, a mirror image of uh, of what's on the screen. Now you get to see what I have on my screen, if it works. Does it work? So, completely did not check any of this today. Here it goes. I'm, I'm on a, on a delay. Oh my God, it works perfectly. Okay, so um, pretty much, if I go to my desktop here, you can see, well, this is my ATEM control software. This is what I'm using to stream this. But um, what you can see here is I have Unreal Tournament on this Mac. Uh, this is an, You can't tell because you're going to see a, you're just seeing Windows 10, right? But this is running on my iMac. And people have been doing this for years, at least, I think, 10 years plus. But this is amazing. Um, the NVIDIA chip that's in here, this is running Unreal Tournament, which is an older game. But I'm running everything at the highest setting, and it's running, it's got to be close to, I don't know, 60 frames a second. It looks smooth. It's a very, very fast uh, refresh rate. It looks it looks nice. And, I mean, heck, I could probably run this right now. Let's see if this crashes the podcast. Let's just try this. I'd, I'd like to try anything live. If I break it, then we'll just end the episode here. So, uh, let's see. I double. I think I double-clicked it. Unreal Tournament. Oops. Yeah, I think I opened it twice. Whatever. <laughs> so, you're going to watch me try playing a video game. So, this is an old game I used to play. I used to play um, um, Unreal Tournament, like the regular one. It was like in the late 90s, I think. Now, this one's like 2004-ish, and it runs amazing on the, i mean I'm, I'm i'm controlling this podcast software on here um all that stuff is going on in the background and i'm streaming this game is it going to crash i do not know let's go to play offline but just showing you that you yes you can game on a mac oh my gosh this is running this is running really well um 
Let's go to uh, instant action, uh, deathmatch. Just, I just want to see how this looks after the podcast, after this uh, live episode's done. So let's go to let's go to beginner because uh, it's start game. Okay, here we go. You're gonna watch me play Unreal Tournament. Golly, it looks actually pretty good. If I can see it correctly in the monitor here, I don't know if you're gonna hear the sound. You're probably not because I don't have it feeding into the. So I'm playing this on an iMac. Man, I could be a, a game streamer. I could do this. Uh, Right from my computer now. And this is a nearly 10-year-old computer um, that I bought for 450 bucks. Now, it's not going to stand up to a, a modern iMac, like I said, like uh, like when you're editing video and stuff. No, it's going to take a while to process those videos and render every frame. But this graphics chip, you can see it's running this game no problem. Now, apparently, people are running a lot of modern games on this. Um, on this... this uh, I forget what, uh, is it like a 960 or whatever the GeForce chip is? I looked it up before. It can run pretty decent games. Now, you're not going to run them at like 1080p. Your your computer will just choke out, but still pretty cool. So let's exit this game so I can get back to the uh, uh, podcast here. Actually, let me hit my camera and just change it so you don't have to watch me go through all these menus. But um, yeah, this is amazing. I don't know. I'm just blown away. So this is what I'm doing. And I have another computer here as like my reference monitor. Uh, that I'm just, that's what I got Linux on. And, um, I just look up my web browser stuff and Linux. And this is kind of like a very scattered episode, as you can tell, because it's very late and I just decided to stream. But, um, so anyways, do I think it's possible to go all open source and switch to Linux if you wanted to kind of where I'm going with this, believe it or not, is, is talking about going open source and getting away from Microsoft and Mac OS. Yes, it's possible. Will I ever fully? No tried it for years tried it for 15 years because I, it's just i there's too many good things still on those other platforms to give up for me and there's a challenge to it i think it is possible for someone to go all open source but it's extreme man it's a big change um i'm still trying to replace all the apps i use on mac os and windows uh just trying to find and, and i use the website called alternative2.net it's uh, alternative2.net, like just like it sounds. And then they have lists of software that they've categorized based on what they think it's similar to. So if I go look up OneNote on there, I could go get a whole list of things that are similar to OneNote. They are by no means close to doing what OneNote can do, but I've tried this and I've done this on and off for years, since OneNote 2010 at least. I'm um, just seeing if there's a Linux version because it's kind of cooler to have something that's free and not worrying about having to relicense it and buy the latest version when you can just have the open source version that has no hidden code, you know what's going on, and it just is supported by a community, and you can just ask questions to that community and find out about it. Yeah, you're not going to get a company supporting you because you're not paying for it. But So there is a challenge to going all open source. I think it's fun to tease the fact of that I might be able to do it, but I still am not able to. Um, for example, like, you know, I'm a big fan of OneNote. Um, there are open source alternatives that would probably be good enough for most people. And that would be like, uh, I have written down Cherry Tree. That's one in Linux. It'll run in Windows too. But it has a little bit of a learning curve. But the help file doc that comes with it is very detailed. And if you want to read it, it will explain to you everything you need to know. It's completely free. It's open source. You can inspect the code. There's nothing spying on you. It's just raw good software 
but it's not OneNote and has millions of dollars in development like Microsoft has to throw at it, right? There's another one called Joplin, J-O-P-L-I-N, like Janis Joplin, but it's called JoplinApp.org. And that's a really cool looking one. It looks really polished. Um, you can sync it to any of your syncing services like Dropbox or uh, Google Drive or uh, whatever, OneDrive. But it kind of defeats the purpose of being open source and then kind of half open source because you're syncing to a service that can kind of inspect what's going on in there. But if you wanted to encrypt the files that are syncing, you could go an extra step and then maybe you'll have the extra reassurance or you can just host it on your own server. Like I've created my own server in the house here. Have I moved everything to the server and became independent from my office 365? Heck no. Like I got so much stuff in the cloud. I, I'm so far from being able to do what I hear other people doing and, and, and I'm jealous of, but um, maybe I'll be like, yeah, I got such a good setup here, but then the infrastructure is just in my house. Yes, I could do backups to the cloud, but to where? <laughs> um, maybe to Linode. Linode is L-I-N-O-D-E. They're a great service. Probably one of the only ones out there I would trust that aren't like the big, big guns out there, like Microsoft or Amazon, AWS. It's just, a, it's just a thought, but I mean, it's like you always almost have to go through somebody. And that's the thing that bothers me. It's like I don't have complete control like I want over these items. So really that's all those are my thoughts that's kind of what i'm doing is like teasing the idea of getting away from all these proprietary services so almost like you know those guys that go and survive in the woods maybe um just like you don't have to you could go buy canned food but i want to make it harder on myself i want this challenge <laughs> it's kind of what i'm doing here with computing um it keeps you busy and it's fun so with that i'd like to thank you for listening to the podcast to this completely most random yet episode tonight. Um, if you're a new listener to the Manly Hanley podcast, we would love to hear from you. Visit our website and leave a comment. Not really using Twitter anymore. It sucks. Um, basically, if you can, go and like the Manly Hanley podcast Facebook page, though. I'm still using Facebook. Thanks a lot for listening. Have a great weekend.